3: This podcast is brought to you by BetOnline. March has arrived, and we are only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to BetOnline and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 bracket madness contest starting March 15th. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong, so whatever your passion is, BetOnline is the place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word. BLUEWIRE. For your 50% sign up bonus, bet online, your online sports book experts. We're looking at the top fantasy running back performances of the last 20 years on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up,
1: Roto-Viz?
3: Welcome back to RotoViz Radio, brought to you by Bet Online and Untucket. On I'm Dave Cabin, Senior Fantasy Analyst at RotoViz, joined by the Editor in Chief of Fantasy Labs, part of the Action Network, Matt Friedman. In the interest of di- full disclosure, As you're going to gather from my stumbling over this, we are recording the second episode of this week directly after the first at which I just explained that I'm coming off of a a bit of an illness. And the longer we get into this episode, the worse my mental cognitive functioning abilities, given that sentence, are going to start to appear. So what's
1: going on, Matt? Uh, Still don't have Corona uh, as far as I know. So uh, all good here okay excellent now, i don't think that i that i do either uh
3: jury's potentially still out on that though yeah. all right matt you, you i'm pretty sure you can tell me which running back has had the best performance dating back to 2000 and if we're gonna go back to 2000 it's probably of all time but we're not really sure about that so i can't say that here but who
1: is it uh, i don't know can i tell you i mean there have been like a lot of uh a lot of great ones um i mean didn't Christian McCaffrey in 2019 have like a – I wouldn't say it was all-time, but maybe near all-time. Number two. Uh, so, Number okay. two. All right, so all right. So let me think about this. Uh, of LaDainian Tomlinson.
3: Yes, yes, that's right. So LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006, 348 rushing attempts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 1, that, was actual,
1: <laughs> that was my first year playing fantasy football. So oh, was, was it? I, I, yeah, I do have like a special uh, LT bond.
3: Yes, yes. See, I distinctly remember this because the first league that I was in – And I don't remember the first season, but we basically had an issue of it was a keeper league and we basically just determined that um, like whoever had LT like we were just not going to be very unsophisticated players at the time. I don't know if that was true or not, but it basically it caused a big stir in the league about if we should be keepers or if we should do keepers and and basically the team that had LT won for like four years in a row. So 1815 yards, 28 rushing touchdowns. Oh my gosh. 80 targets, 56 wrecks, 508 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns for 483 PPR points. What makes this so absurd though, Matt, is a player like LT in 2006 put up 31 total touchdowns and only edges out Christian McCaffrey by a score of 483 to 471.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those were uh, the good old Marty Schottenheimer days. Uh, I just love how much he would give LT the ball at the goal line. You know, it was like his one job as a coach was not like to try to think about winning games, but just to get Ladanian Tomlinson as many touchdowns as he could, almost as if he had Ladanian Tomlinson on his own private fantasy football team. It is. It is. Imagine having that type of power to just
3: deploy LT for your own fantasy team. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... Here's the thing that I think we have to take away from that. Christian McCaffrey's 2019 season is absolutely astounding. I don't see any reason why Christian McCaffrey can't do something similar in 2019. I think in my perspective, he's the clear
1: first pick heading into 2020 drafts. But I do think that above that... You know what? Actually, let's, let's put a pin in this right now. Okay. or Let's just examine this. Yep. I think it's actually going to be hard for him to repeat. Um uh, that's not to say he shouldn't be the number one pick, yep, but um there are it's harder now for guys in the n f l like these running backs to have seasons that approach all time status right because they don't run at the goal line as much as they used to there's uh now like a little more specialization, so like sometimes they'll bring in you know like uh, a running back to still uh you know goal line touches, they'll bring in a vulture um And, you know, the league in general has just gone to more of a, a pass heavy format. And so even for a, uh, a pass catching back like Christian McCaffrey, he's still just not going to get a lot of the, uh, a lot of the touches, a lot of the opportunities that he would need to, uh, you know, once again, have a top tier season like this, you know, like there are remarkably few backs, um, with top 10 seasons from the last 10 years. Yes. So uh,
3: the crazy thing about McCaffrey is that his 2018 season actually um, comes in at 15, but he only scored 388 points in that season, 90 less than the 2019. So I think somebody could push back on what you had just said by pointing out McCaffrey there. But I think one of the larger takeaways is just that absolutely insane point total that McCaffrey put up.
1: Well, I, yeah, sorry. So I guess what I'm saying is like, he could still have like a, a top 12, like he could be number 12, you know, like he could still have a a good all time season, but it wouldn't be like a, a top three all time season, you know? And like, right. that would mean he has, you know, like 370 to 400 fantasy points, but that like he doesn't approach the 470 that he had last year. Right. So the larger question I wanted to
3: get to with you here, Matt, is we're now in a league where running backs like McCaffrey are getting so many passes. They're still able to go for 1,200 yards on the ground, double digit rushing touchdowns. Do you think we're reaching a point now where we're getting to a new place where, you know, we started playing in 2006. There were these Uber backs. Everything was about the running backs. Do you think though that we are moving to a place where the value of those top 5 running backs could be so high that it kind of realigns some of the environment in which we've been playing for maybe 5 6 years
1: now? Uh maybe I just I still think it's it's really hard for these guys to kind of a- approach like the all-time status yeah. and um like th- the guys need to be good pass catchers. Like you look at these all-time performances and maybe this is i'm assuming this is uh PPR scoring yeah 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 so you know so that slants um, it but i mean yeah. i think so that's what moster like most adrian our peterson's use. like best season uh i'm not even sure like where that comes in but you know like probably outside of the top 20 you know um i'm just kind of scrolling through Yeah peterson comes
3: it. in at 33 his
1: 2012
3: yeah 2097 yeah, so. yards 12 touchdowns
1: you know, so think of someone like Derrick Henry, like it's still going to be hard unless they just use him more as a receiving back for him really to, uh, to have a season that challenges for, you know, like all-time great status. If you look at the guys in the top 10, you know, like all of them have a like a minimum of probably like 500 receiving yards. Yeah, exactly. I
3: mean, so Derek Henry from 2019, 16 rushing touchdowns, 1,500 yards only comes in at 85, not even higher than Travis Henry from 2002. And obviously it has to do with the fact that... um the scoring systems we're using now just really do reward those players that are receivers. But anyways, back to you. No, I mean, I'm, I'm good here. OK, so um, I think that I, I definitely get your point. We see performances that are fantastic. You look at a player like Saquon Barkley, his rookie season in 2018, number 17 in this list of players we're looking at. But still, though, that was 385. There's a big difference between that and McCaffrey's 471. Maybe what we see, well, as I'm thinking about this, I guess it would have to be with maybe like the back half of the group of RB ones for 2020 that can get overdrafted because I do think it would be fair to be taking McCaffrey Barkley maybe Cook Kamara players like that you know in the first five picks of 2020 drafts but maybe what we need to see is the players like um I'm not really sure I can think of a good example because I you seem to be very uh enthusiastic about Joe Mixon I'm trying to find the right name of the player getting pushed too high in that like first round first second round turn
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's two different conversations. One is kind of like, what can this guy do within the the context of what other running backs have done? And then like, there's the question about like this year, this market and comparing running backs uh, and what they offer to the wide receivers who are available at a comparable ADP. Um, and I think it makes sense to um, like to attack running backs Um you know, like a lot of the high end wide receiver ones kind of disappointed last year. Yep. And, you know, maybe that's kind of like a, a one-year thing, but like the wide receiver position is starting to be spread out a little bit, you know, like wide receiver twos and even wide receiver threes on like particular offenses are just more important than they used to be, you know, which means like there's uh less action for your high end wide receiver ones.
3: Yeah. So. We will read through some of the names other than uh, Latanian Tomlinson once we get back from a quick word from our sponsor Untuck it. Ever wonder why traditional button ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it, try Untuckit for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use the code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the US. That's untuckit.com and the promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. U N T U C K I T.com Untuckit promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, Matt. Behind Christian McCaffrey, we have 2000 Marshall Falk, followed by Priest Holmes from 2003. 2003. That same season, Ladanian Tomlinson uh, put up 444 points. We have Priest Holmes in 2002, Marshall Falk in 2001, David Johnson in 2016, Stephen Jackson in 2006, Edger James in 2000. So we've seen players sneaking in, Recent players sneaking in, but this really is a, a group here that's been dominated by players of yesteryear, if you will. Um, so, so if you chart out the number of players that are in the top 100 from each season, there's a big dip that you can see in it around 2005, where we moved down to like the highest totals that you're going to get to are around six, which actually came in 2016 and 2019 which is interesting um but going back to the 2000 range we were normally seeing around eight or ten players um as i look down the list here of recent players it's clearly controlled by christian mccaffrey like i said you had that saquon performance getting in there um other than them, Alvin Kamara is the most uh, exciting name from recent times. A lot of Tiki Barber, which people might remember, Sean Alexander,
1: Ray Rice, Larry Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. Um, so actually, can we can we talk a little bit? You mentioned Alvin Kamara, yeah, um, and uh, also like you know Le'Veon Bell in there. It, it makes yep. me think of okay. So if you sort this by year, and you mention this, um, you know like. From 2000 to 2006, we typically see anywhere from let's say like six to uh like six to ten yeah or something like that of uh, these running backs who are in the top 100 or something like that. But like we we see a higher concentration of these guys, and that makes sense. That's when the league was more run heavy, and you also had running backs who would get a higher concentration of the workload on their teams. And then in 2007 like two things happened one the league started to go more pass heavy Uh, and then two you started to see more like running back by committee situations Uh, and so for a period of time you know you have anywhere from in any given year you have like two to four of these guys who are in the top 100 and then I'd say like starting in 2016 you have like consistently five to six guys And I think what happens there is you start to see like this kind of like new type of running back who is uh, a more complete weapon. So like guys like Le'Veon Bell, guys like Christian McCaffrey, uh, Alvin Kamara, you just see guys who are a little more complete um, and who are used more in the passing game than running backs typically have been. Uh, And I think like that's that's the era we're in. So if you're looking at the running back position and hoping like, okay, um, I want to try to find a guy who has like an actual chance of having a, you know, kind of like within the pantheon of like all time great type of season, it needs to be a guy who can catch passes like that's like an, an absolutely mandatory thing. Yeah,
3: I mean, that is abundantly clear. So let's just look at the names from 2018 to 2019. And see which of these players feel like guys that can find themselves back on this list with that in mind. And a lot of these guys are going to be pass catchers. So you have Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook.
1: Did you mention Aaron Jones? I did mention Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So he's someone I'm a little more pessimistic about because he's not as good of a pass catcher. It's not to say he can't do it, but he's not used as much in that way. There's another running back there with him. You know, a lot of his production was spurred by touchdowns and he had only, you know, I say like only a thousand rushing yards, um, to 16 touchdowns. I just, I'm a little more pessimistic about him now. Um, I'm a little more optimistic about someone like Austin Eckler. Like, I think people would just kind of assume he can't repeat, but um, he's like such an important part of that passing game, even without Phillip Rivers. um, Depending on the type of quarterback they bring in, um, I would still be interested in him because I think he's a a better runner than people give him credit for. Um, I'm I'm pretty interested in Austin Eckler because I think he's probably still going to be discounted at this point.
3: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I've always, I don't know if I can say always, but for as long as Eckler's been relevant, he's been very interesting to me. And I think at this point, he's shown us enough that we know it's not a fluke. We've seen him outproduce a player like Melvin Gordon, whom, I mean, I, I think that Melvin Gordon is a little bit better than average. Jury might be out, but the point is... Eckler can compete with other backs. He's produced when given the opportunity, and as a receiver, it's hard to deny the role that he can play. Eight um, receiving touchdowns, 993 yards in 2019. Still went over 550 yards on the ground. Some of it depends on how he can be used. I think we could maybe see him get back into the into a list like this. I don't think we're ever going to see him shoot radically high up in it. Um, which then brings us to Derrick Henry. Is there any potential that Derrick Henry elevates himself higher than 85 in 2020?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, there is if they use him a little bit more in the receiving game, you know, so if he, uh, you know, bumps up to like 35, 40 receptions, you know, and like that would come accompanied with, you know, obviously more receiving yards, maybe another receiving touchdown. Uh, maybe he's used a little bit less as a runner um, to compensate for it but um you know that doesn't really matter because he's getting the uh, receiving production maybe his rushing production doesn't decline all that much and he, you know he still gets like the touchdown uh, i wouldn't even say like touchdown variants because he's just a big guy he's going to get goal line touches so like i don't think there's anything all that like unreasonable about thinking he could score 16 touchdowns again. Like, he's just a guy who scores touchdowns whenever he plays. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like, I think it's possible, but it has to be because not that he's, like, a better runner. Um, it's just that they use him more in the passing game. Right. I think he has to be better as a receiver than, like, what we've seen. Like, I, I, I think legitimately he could be used more as a receiver than he has been.
3: Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, the other thing, too, about Henry – I think that he doesn't need to be as pure of a receiver as other backs because if you can get him in situations where it's just him in a corner, it's probably a lot harder for that corner to just take him down. So it's not like it has to be a pretty transaction of going from the passer to the receiver. Um, So that could certainly help. And I, I mean... I hate to go back to the feelings I get when watching him, but a lot of times when I'm watching him, it does feel like there's this explosive element always at play when he does get the ball as a receiver and he has a little bit of open field.
1: Yeah, it's just run just a couple more screen passes per game. Yeah. You know. Just do that. That's all you would need to do. I mean, that's probably, an e- yeah, you're right. You know, think
3: about that. If Henry gets the opportunity to pick up an extra 20, 25 yards and maybe one or two um, receptions, I mean, that two and a half, three points could make a huge difference in like a historical setting like this. Having said all that, I'm not sure that if I was a betting person and I had to pick which of these names we're talking about has the highest odds of falling back in this list. I don't think I would pick Derrick Henry. I still think it would be for me, Barkley or McCaffrey. What yeah. about Dalvin Cook, though? Do you think that we've seen the the, the peak of Dalvin Cook or or is, you know, a, obviously it's possible. Is it likely that we see Dalvin cook
1: get somewhere in this list above like 50. I don't know. Um, like I just, okay. So he had a really good year, but I kind of returned to the idea that the, uh, the team last year, the Vikings used a third round pick, which isn't nothing on Alexander Madison, who was a 21 year old, you know, rookie and actually had a pretty decent season as a rookie, you know, like on a, you know, touch per basis like uh like uh, fantasy point per touch basis he was pretty comparable to um to Dalvin Cook and so like if the team wants to try to keep Dalvin Cook healthy you know for like a playoff run or whatever I could see them giving Alexander Madison a little more work
3: Hmm. yeah I could certainly see that too um Madison's one of those players that I'm holding out hope that we see be able to get a little bit more usage because I do think in Minnesota, he could be pretty productive, especially with what we've seen from him. Um, So he's one of those guys I'm keeping in the back of my mind. Later on in another episode, we'll talk about Daryl Henderson. Um, As a point of reference, though, the Sean McCoy's 2011 season ranks 50, 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns, 315 receiving yards and and sorry, what year was that that was two thousand eleven
1: for oh leshawn McCoy Lashawn McCoy, yes, yep. yeah, 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 he's had two really good seasons um two thousand eleven was obviously good, and then the two thousand thirteen season with chip Kelly was also really good
3: yeah, for sure um so heading back here to twenty nineteen. Out of the names that we, or excuse me, outside of the names that we mentioned, are there any players that you could see sneaking their way into this next season that are really possible names in this conversation?
1: Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think we mentioned Joe Mixon briefly near the top. Um, yeah. Mixon is intriguing uh, in part because he does have that pass catching capability. Um, and I think that is just so necessary for uh, any back to have if he's going to you know, challenge for something that's kind of historic. Um, and even in a really bad situation last year, Joe Mixon still had like 1400 scrimmage yards. Like he had a season that was basically what he had done the, the year previous when people were pretty enthusiastic about him and he's still pretty young. And uh, I'm assuming that um, the Bengals are going to be better this year than they were last year. So he's someone who's intriguing. And then also Josh Jacobs, um, because we know he can be a good receiver. And uh, the Raiders didn't use him in that way at all. But uh, if he gets more action, just in general, you know, gets more usage as a runner, if the team gets better and then they really amplify him in the passing game, uh, he's someone who would intrigue. Got it. So I'm just going to read through down to the
3: uh, get to the top rest of the top 25. Chris Johnson in 2009, Aaron Foster, 2010, Amon Green, 2003. LT, 2002, McCaffrey, 2018, Gurley, 2017, Barkley, 2018, Jamal Charles, 2013, that ranks 18, Sean Alexander in 2005, Ray Rice in 2011, Larry Johnson in 2006, Gurley in 2018, Brian Westbrook in 2007, Le'Veon Bell, 2014, and good old Ricky Williams in 2002. Um, The players with the highest count, LaDainian Tomlinson gets in six times, Tiki Barber, five, Sean Alexander, five. The McCoy, four. Priest Holmes, three. Ezekiel Elliott, three. Arian Foster, three. Edger James, three. Curtis Martin three. Amon Green, three. Le'Veon Bell, three. Good old Matt Forte, at three. And then Marshall Falk, at three. Interesting takeaway, just from reading down that list, too, is how few running backs are able to really sustain things for long periods of time.
1: Yeah, there were... There were only a few who had uh, more than three. But, I mean, some of those guys will get... Like, Zeke will have more than three. Yeah. You know, like, some of these guys will move up. But, uh, yeah, it is hard for these guys to sustain.
3: Yep. Yeah. So, that might be something else to uh, start thinking about with some of these guys like Zeke, who we've now actually seen be in the in the league for a big chunk of time when you really think about it. Um, but that will be for another episode. That does it for today. You can reach us... At rotovizradio at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at DaveKaven and at Matt F. The Oracle. Thanks to Bet Online and Untucket for sponsoring the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, remember, it's not a fantasy. if you believe. It.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?